0: The ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Today is Friday, April 29th, 2022. And for players who are looking to put their name in the transfer portal, you have about 48 hours left. You must be in the transfer portal by May 1st. And there is some interesting... um, Shakeups, I'm sure, to keep an eye on over this next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, many other names that will go quote portaling. Many that will stay put. But I think maybe the most interesting thing to keep an eye out for, and something that um, uh, I, I think has a opportunity or a chance to absolutely be devastating uh, to this nil. Um, Idea that it would work in the college basketball and college athletic landscape is what's going on down in Miami with the University of Miami Hurricane Guard Isaiah Wong, his agent Adam Pappas of Next Sports Agency, as well as a booster from the University of Miami, John Ruiz, who is a billionaire. Um, some of the things coming out of there, which I'll touch on are, I think a lot of the reasons you saw guys like Roy Williams retire a season ago, you saw Jay Wright recently retire. I think I would not be surprised to see some of these coaches who are uh, a little further along in their career where they've already, um, made a lot of good money decide to, Hey, this isn't worth it. I'm, I'm essentially being in NBA front office with evaluations with, general manager duties of putting together a team player personnel duties of understanding uh everything that's going on and then i also have to coach so uh the the world of college athletics is really becoming interesting and and what what is really happening down in in Miami i think is is uh is a test case for what needs to get figured out and figured out in a hurry? And I said from the start with this NIL, I'm not opposed to college athletes getting paid. I think they should get paid, um, based off of how much money is brought into um, the 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 college sports landscape. Now, I only think that this the the um, sports that make money should be paying money. So uh, I know this is a little bit of a hot take, but I don't think there is any way that a men's golfer um, should be paid unless it is an NIL-type deal. Now, I guess I need to clarify, NIL, the way it stands now versus a pay-to-place Setting, which I feel is a better way, or would be a better way, to go about figuring out how to do it, based on income revenue that comes in from your college football playoffs, from the NCAA tournament, uh, from ticket sales in in the in the athletic departments. But uh, I don't think um, you know your track and field, your soccer. Uh, your golf your volleyball those type of sports would be able to generate any kind of revenue to be able to play pay athletes I do think men's basketball and probably some women's basketball at the right level size of schools the schools that have a lot of interest would be able to do it Um, football obviously could do it at the the power conference levels the highest levels but um, this NIL is really throwing things for a loop uh, from from what I'm seeing. And, and really what it is is – so kids are getting – they're putting their name in the portal for a couple of reasons. One, they want to go check out what opportunities may fit best for them. Um, maybe they didn't feel uh, valued at their current school and they want that instant gratification of – Ten, fifteen, maybe more schools reaching out to them in the transfer portal and sharing why the grass might be greener uh, at a different school, and so you're you're seeing some of that. You're seeing the um, kind of attention uh, need of many players by putting their name in the transfer portal, but you're you're seeing the the need for guys to find a fit, which I'm not opposed to at all. I, as a player in college, transferred. Um, but the times were much different then. I mean, there was very few transfers then. Where now, I believe uh, I touched on it on a on a podcast uh, a week or so ago. There was over thirteen hundred. It sounds like it's approaching fifteen hundred players now, uh, with a little bit more time to go. But um, they're they're looking at ways to. Um, find the right fit for them. And then the the other way that the guys are using the transfer portal is they'll put their name in the transfer portal to essentially find their value NIL-wise for the current school that they're at to see what local businesses or what boosters may try to, quote, sweeten the pot. And that's what's going on down in Miami, currently so miami is coming off a terrific season under coach jim laranaga they made the elite eight um isaiah wong is a two-time all acc player he's a very good college player um, but he doesn't i don't think he has true nba potential where he would be a legitimate uh, possibility for a first round pick guy Um, he might become a good enough player to carve out Uh, A professional career at some point, but but he's not that kind of guy. But uh, he has a NIL deal with um, John Ruiz and his company's Life Wallet, I believe is what it's called down in the Miami area. Um, And so he has a NIL deal. He'll be getting paid something. Whatever what it is at this moment in time, I don't know. Uh, It hasn't been released. But what has happened in the last week to 10 days is in the transfer portal, Kansas State Guard, uh, Nigel Pack, who had been looking at a number of different really prominent schools after he had a really nice year um, at Kansas State, kind of played the the NIL deal. Um, He was in the portal trying to figure out what would be a good fit, and he lands on Miami. He's going to be a Miami hurricane. And part of the deal was he has a two-year deal, $800,000 and the use of a car being bankrolled by John Ruiz and Life Wallet. Well, now all of a sudden you're starting to see the what about me? Look at me. I need – what's my fair market value? And so Isaiah Wong and his representatives and his family is saying, well, if – you're giving a player who hasn't done anything yet for the program this type of deal. I just got you to the final, to the Elite Eight with a chance at the Final Four. I'm coming back. My deal is no good anymore. I need more money or I'm back in the transfer portal. Well, John Ruiz, on the other hand, is saying, well, you signed a contract. I do not re- renegotiate. Um, and so now you're seeing that really very unique, kind of awkward spot of, how this is not working properly, how it's not working uh in the way that it was intended. Um and I, I think this is going to be a very interesting thing to follow and track over the next forty eight hours. Does Isaiah Wong uh get a deal renegotiated with John Ruiz? I doubt he does, basically based off the fact that where is his leverage coming from? I don't think he has a ton of leverage. Uh, a billionaire uh, doesn't have to give a student athlete in an NIL deal any type of money if he doesn't want to. He's already been, from what it sounds like, fairly generous uh, to begin with, but he's not as generous as Isaiah Wong and his representative's eyes as soon as possible. The other part that's really interesting and in, in where it, it's creating a lot of gray area or will is where does this put the university? Where does this put the athletic department? Where does this put head coach Jim Laranega? Because they are not supposed to be, they are not allowed to be in any type of negotiations for their student athletes and what type of deals they can get. Now, I'm sure there is a loose gray area where they have a little bit of idea what may be going on, but they're not supposed to be part of the negotiation process in any way shape or form um so how does that put the recruiting of players that are currently on your roster which you have to do every single spring now how does that work with the the recruiting of players in the transfer portal how does that working now with the recruiting of of the high school recruits that you're working at because if if it's sense that your coach is not all for helping his players or his prospective players get the best deal for them that can really be a negative uh, in regards to on the recruiting trail trying to get players so that's going to be fascinating to keep an eye on for the last over the next 48 hours because as I mentioned uh, the portal uh, closes in regards to putting your name in on May 1st Um, but I think one of the ways that this could have been avoided It could have been figured out and and this is not by any shape or or, or means uh, in exact science to how to do this but i've always thought that college athletes in a revenue generating sport like a football like the basketball, as we've mentioned, should make something. I mean, there's too many players that uh, honestly aren't able to go out to get a nice meal with other teammates that maybe have a family uh, that is able to kind of kick down some money to to that student athlete. Um, there's too many student athletes at times, if they didn't have a Pell Grant uh, to to get some extra walk around spending money, uh, would would struggle to to buy some extra clothes. Uh, or or different things go out to movies uh you know just have a little bit of walk around money some some money to help them comfortably get through um each semester while on campus but uh, back to the point I was was about to make was I've always said this was going to take a few years this NIL to flush out and I do think the the best way if they could figure it out or would figure it out and I don't think there's any way going back now would be have a sliding scale for who gets paid what, and that would be based upon the year you are in school. Freshmen would be paid the least, all the way kind of stepping stone up to uh, seniors making the most. Uh, and then you you would also have bonuses for league titles. You would have bonuses for conference tournament titles, NCAA tournament appearances, as well as NCA tournament wins. You see it with coaches all the time. You know, they'll have a large contract, but then you win your conference tournament, you get an extra $50,000 bonus. You win a game in the NCAA tournament, you get a $75,000 bonus. Well, that's something that I think could be looked at or doable at the revenue-generating sports in the NCAA. But I think now it's too late and it's never going to happen because you open Pandora's box with the NIL and you've got guys that are making more money in college uh, in the next year than they would at the professional level. And I think that's really become uh, disconcerting. I, I think you're really seeing some of the cheating starting to get out in the open. Um, but it's not cheating due to the rules now. It's, hey, you make a small appearance here or there. You'd be a representative of our co- company and we pay you a nice large sum Um so the the cheating is right out there in front. Uh, it's really going to hurt a lot of these lower level mid majors. Um, you know, teams that are in, say, uh, the Mountain West Conference, teams that are in the Big Sky on the West Coast, the Big West, maybe Atlantic Ten schools on the East Coast, Missouri Valley schools uh, in the Midwest, leagues that are really good. But if a if they recruit a freshman, he has a great year. And then he goes to the portal and then he gets a big time NIL deal from a Big Ten or an ACC or on the West Coast of Pac-12 school. They'll Those schools have no choice or, or no opportunity to compete with those deals that are out there. So it's really starting to create a very unlevel playing field in all of college sports. So for the ISO, uh, this has been Dan Dickow on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Again, it's going to be interesting to follow this next 48 hours with who's going into this portal before the deadline, but it's really going to be fascinating to watch what's going on down in Miami um, and how that situation is going to play out.